All right. Well, we're going to get started. Thanks for staying, uh, sticking around, coming tonight. Again, we'll be back tomorrow uh, morning at 10 a.m., uh, 10 a.m. to noon, um, and we hope you can make it back um, as John uh, really whet our appetite for what's to come. Thankful for tonight. Um, you want to... If, if you have a couple, if you do have a question, if you could just wait till we get the mic, because these are going to be recorded. That way we can get the question um, on, uh, online as well, part of the recording. So um, any uh, one have something to ask and follow up to tonight's session? I couldn't hear, and I was taking some notes. Was the individualism, did you, was it the same? Was it expressive individualism the whole time? Or were there different individualisms that I was not quite hearing? I'm sure I was confusing. I'm sorry. Um, I, it, we went from expressive individualism to performative individualism. Performative. Yeah, just two of them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to comment. I want to ask you a question about uh, this issue of uh, performance. Uh, it, it, do you consider that a unique to this culture that that your 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 love based upon what you can do, how how many shots you can make? Yeah. Uh, could you comment on this issue of performance? Yeah. I I mean because Jesus said something about some kind of performative spirituality in Matthew six. It's got to be something to, with the human heart. But I do think there is something unique about sort of our modern expression of it that we don't, fe- like, we don't feel like we're somebody until someone can say you're somebody, you know? And if we're a Christian, we have something that, someone who already says we're somebody. We're not only made in his image, but in Christ, the Father says to us, you're my beloved daughter and son in whom I'm well pleased. And, but I think there is a, a danger for Christians, not just um, uh, people who aren't Christians, but Christians to still find their sense of self in some kind of life I'm able to display before others and feel like I'm okay. Bono, the lead singer of U2, just did a uh, uh, a book about his life, and he said, there's something wrong about me when I don't feel okay about myself until 20,000 people are cheering my name. Like, there's something bad about that. And none of us have 20,000 people cheering our name, so we're we're either all going to feel bad about ourselves, (laughs) or we're going to find some other way to be looking for that. We, we don't feel like we're a somebody. We don't have a good sense of self until someone says something like, oh, I want your life, or you look great, or gosh, you've had three kids and you look great in active wear. What do you do, you know? <laughs> but it's that kind of, um, I haven't had three kids and I don't look good in active wear either, so. something about you that makes me want to call you father. I don't know what it is, but um, 
that's interesting that they would think immediately that you were a Catholic father. I yeah. thought that was interesting, but that's not what I was going to ask you. But do you think that we have a fundamental shift in, in more of the age group coming up? Because I always felt that when I got done or I was in high school, junior high or whatever, that my focus was on getting a job and making money to support my family or myself if I didn't get married or whatever, yeah. where I feel that the shift now is to look good. Yeah. Um, because I'm not on any kind of Facebook and stuff. I don't, I don't feel that tension at all. As a matter of fact, half of my furniture doesn't match. Things don't go good. I mean, my socks never match. So when I look at this, I, to me, and I was just telling everybody, when you said that Christians are starting to be viewed as bad because of how they, I was telling Pastor Mike, it made me want to put on a Harley jacket because I felt like, wow, we were nerds in high school. We yeah. were kind of the backward kids that yeah. were Christians. But now it seems like everybody has this focus on really being, looking really good. And yeah. I, is that like a fundamental shift or are we all kind of, Maybe that was our, our feeling good about ourselves, was making money and looking, you know, being wealthy, or I don't know. But yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a recent study at Baylor that talks about young adults from like 18 to 35 don't care about how much money they make. They care more about certain possessions, so, which is why minimalism is really huge. Uh, if I have a really clean space, why, you know, how, how many desks have you looked at with like the cool journal, the pencil that's sharpened perfectly, and the iPad and the ear pods, and making sure that you have a, some square from your Mac? You know, it's like it's real clean and beautiful. And s there's something about that image that makes people go, well, they have their life together. They're, I want, I, whatever life they're living, I want that. And I don't think that was probably true 20 years ago. Does that answer your question? I think it's like, I think it's possessions that, sh that show that I'm, I'm somebody. I've got my life together. I'm doing okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know when I was 18, I didn't want to look like I was successful, that I wasn't kind of sitting on the couch watching cartoons all day. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when COVID was over and, you know, I was going back to our gym, and I'm 41, and the guy who was going uh, in front of me, or he was leaving, they were interviewing people, why are you coming back to the gym? And the 21-year-old said, um, uh, you know, they're going to post it online somewhere or whatever. And the 21-year-old said, I want to look good in the tight shirts. And then they looked at me, and I was like, I just don't want my shirts to look tight. <laughs> like, there's, there's just a completely different motivation for the gym, you know. And that guy is at a different corner of the gym, and I'm with the people who are just like, we're just trying to stay healthy and stay alive. And he, he wants something different than they, right? 
So, but that, I, think, I think you're right. I think it is different. Absolutely. So yeah. I'd like to say uh, thank you. This is a beautiful topic. I think I want to also couple it, uh, um, you know, with the, um, with the world, you know, what the world gives, gives us the happiness, but Christ gives us the joy, you know. My uh, question is, um, what, are, what are the two points that you said about the performative? One was to be loved, but what was the first one? To be yourself. Okay. To be yourself and to be loved. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So in your research, um, how much, how broad were these trends? Were they mainly Western trends or Western influence trends? Or are we seeing it kind of across various cultures? Yeah, I think it's Western. Yeah. And it's not just like L.A. or New York. I think this is just a normal, ordinary thing. You know, um, it may not be. I, I don't know if I could speak any meaningfully about another culture outside of Western culture. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely broad. And it's generational. I mean, the, the people who are dominating how we're thinking about culture, rather. Other than Cheryl, who doesn't care. <laughs> um, I'm kind of in like the TikTok, Instagram generation. Like, there's this renewed call for like uh, Christian Instagram or TikTok influencers or whatever. And part of me like wants to be like, no, just serve locally. But like, it seems like some people are actually gifted in a way of like reaching the masses in that way. And I, I think even taking TikTok or Instagram out of the equation, like there are people with actual gifts that like put them in the situation where they're like reaching the masses. Um, and I don't know, there's a way in which like we can interpret uh, Matthew 6 and say like that's bad like how do you how do you navigate that or am I getting into like future topics but like how do you kind of navigate that like okay like your gifts put you in front of people um, and that's not a bad thing but like maybe how you where your heart is yeah what's interesting in the same sermon Jesus says don't let your light be under a bushel right glorify God with your light um, so that the world will see you and glorify the Father, right? Um, in the same sermon, either Jesus is confused or um, there's something more. And I think there is something about the, um, the root, because he, he, before he says that, he does the, the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who can joyfully um, be persecuted for the sake of Christ. Um, it's that kind of beatitude heart that will be able to shine a light and not glorify self, right? But glorify the Father. 
So the heart that can find some satisfaction in what God sees rather than what the world sees is probably the most fruitful light. And I, I do think there's probably some caution. I mean, it, if I'm up here and I'm saying something and, you know, it's, it's the, the corporate, mm, like that just feels really good when, it, when you do that, right? Um, the danger is, am I finding some sense of self? Like, can I go back to, what am I, at the Hyatt? Can I sleep better at night? Because I got 14 mms, which is like the white church amen, right? The mm. <laughs> um, Can I get that? And, you know, uh, I ministered in a neighborhood that's fairly cynical, and so if I can get someone to come up to me after the service and go like, that was the best sermon I've heard in so long. Oh, that's like butter. And I have to be careful that my heart looks more like blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God um, rather than the ones who want to heap up words so that people go, man, he just really knows his stuff. Um, and I find my sense, I'm not going to be okay <laughs> until someone says something like that. So I, I do think there does need to be, for the person who's actually going to shine his light and his light glorifies the Father, it has to be someone who has to find his sense of self with the Father first. Does that make sense? One, maybe two more if there's really pressing. So he made a comment and I hadn't thought about it this way before, and it was um, be free, but you need to be free in these, in these constraints. So we're freeing you from these constraints, yeah. but now we're placing different constraints on you, yeah. which is incredibly hypocritical, right? Uh -huh. And it's not freedom at all. So yeah. that, that was one, how you phrased it was just very clear to me. That's what's happening. It's not freedom at all. Yeah, no, it's not freedom. The other question is, is this, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just a different view of the sun. Yeah. Right? Same desires man's always had. We're just trying to find a different way to, you know, that didn't work. I look at my parents. I look at my grandparents. We're going to try this. But it's all about trying to fill, fulfill the same de desire that's only going to be fulfilled in one place. Yeah. And I do think going back to your... Because the, uh, the modern emancipation project, whether it's from um, yeah, any kind of, all, all the way up to you know, gay rights, it will use the exodus, let my people go, which is the emancipation cry. But they never say, so that they may serve me, right? There's, there's, you're, go you're always gonna go from one master to another. And what we aren't telling people is that you're, you think you're being free from social constructions, but yourself and the flesh and really what we're trying to follow in this culture is a terrible slave master. Um, we are serving someone. Um, so I, I do think probably exposing that a little bit and maybe even for those of you who are parents, I have a 17-year-old, 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old, and a 9-year-old, but he doesn't think about this stuff yet. 
but th this is everything that they're trying to go through because they're, they're, their teachers and their students' personal freedom is the highest ideal for them. And if you're going to restrict my freedom, then you are the oppressor. And so there, there's, there's not a picture of what they're actually enslaving themselves to, which I think is really, really important for them to see.